Good morning, good morning, good morning. And how are you? Oh my goodness, it is Monday. Happy Monday. Dear me, I don't know about you, I'm going to work. I was meant to be having today, uh, this week off as holiday, but I have an exam on Thursday, so I'm studying, which means that I have to go to work this week, so I've had to cancel my holiday, boo-hoo. <laughs> but never mind. Um, my children are off school on holiday because it's their half term. So, I don't know, some of you will be off on holiday and some of you won't be. So, if you're going to school, have a lovely, lovely day. If you're not, have an equally lovely day, whatever you're doing. <laughs> so, who is ready for a fun fact? Did you know that in Hawaii... The Hawaiian alphabet only has 12 letters. Wow, our alphabet has 26. So, why is there only 12? Does that mean that the rest of... Because ours, um, as I say, it has 26. So, the rest of ours must be just completely rubbish. <laughs> because if you only need 12 letters... Why do we have 26? Well, I don't know. Maybe somebody who is listening in Hawaii can tell me. Because I would like to know. Because you know how nosy I am. <laughs> so, are you ready for a story? Yes. After all, that is why you join me every day, isn't it? for a story so we are going to read chapter 23 of the magic faraway tree which is called the land of tempers because that's where they all have to go to find their friends moonface and silky so, here goes. The four children and Mr. What's-His-Name hunted in every corner of Moonface's house, but there was no message anywhere from their friends. I say, that's old Stamp-a-Lot coming back, said Franny. I can hear him shouting. Let's get out quick. We can go down the slippery slip, said Joe. But he was wrong. <gasps> the slippery slip was stuffed up with all kinds of things. Cushions, boughs, carpets, leaves, and nobody could possibly get down it. <gasps> the children were all staring at it, puzzled. When Sir Stampalot came back. And my goodness, what a rage he was in. He had bumped his head and his back in falling down the tree and he had a tremendous bruise on his left cheek. He came in bellowing like a bull. How dare you go into my house, he stormed. How dare you pry into my business. I'll throw you out. I'll throw you out. He tried to get hold of Franny, but Joe and Rick stopped him. 
We're five to one, said Joe. You might as well keep your temper or we may do a bit of throwing out too. We're going because we can only get fibs out of you and it's quite plain that our friends are not here. But you'll feel very sorry for yourself when we do find our friends and we all come back to tell you what we think. Well, Sir Stamperlot was furious. He began to throw things after the children and what's his name as soon as they had gone out of the house. Crash! That was the clock. Clatter! That was a picture. Bang! That was a chair. Oh dear, poor Moonface won't find a single thing in his house when he gets home, said Joe, dodging a soup plate that came flying past his head. Now, what shall we do next? Perhaps we'd better go down to Silky's house and see if we can find anything from Lady Yellowround or whatever her name is. Nobody really wanted to go and see Lady Yellowround, but they saw her before they expected to. As they climbed down to where Dame Washalot lived, they heard a fierce quarrel going on. You emptied your dirty water down on me just as I was going shopping, yelled an angry voice. You did, you did, you did. And then came Dame Washalot's voice. I did, I did, I did, did I? Well, I'm glad. If people can't look out for my washing water, it's their own fault. Look at how wet I am. Look at me, came the other voice. I don't want to look at you. You're a most unpleasant person, said Dame Washalot. Now look out. Here comes some more water. There was a sound of splashing. And then squeals and screams as Lady Yellowround got the whole lot on top of her. The children began to giggle. They climbed down to where Dame Washalot was standing by her empty tub grinning as she looked down the tree. <gasps> Lady Yellowround was hurriedly climbing down, dripping wet, her shopping basket still in her hand. Dame Washalot, have you heard anything about Silky and the others? asked Beth. Not a thing, said the old let dame. All I know is that bad-tempered creature who calls herself Lady Yellowround has taken Silky's house and says that Silky said she could have it because she, Silky, wanted to go and live for a while in the land of tempers. Ah, a thing I don't believe at all. For a sweeter-tempered person than little Silky, you could never find. It's very funny, said Joe, frowning. Silky, Moonface and Saucepan disappear. And these two horrible people take their places. There's only one thing to do. We'd better just pop up into the land of tempers to see if by any chance they have gone there. Well, that's dangerous, said Dame Washalot. Once you lose your temper up there, you have to live there for always. And you might easily lose your temper with the cross lot of people who live there. I can't think how it is that these two have been able to leave. Oh, it does sound dangerous, said Joe. But I think we could all keep our tempers, you know, if we knew we had to. Anyway, I simply don't know what else to do. 
Perhaps it would be best if I just went by myself. Then the others wouldn't have to risk getting into danger. But the others wouldn't hear of Joe going by himself. We share in this, said Rick. If you can go to the land of tempers and keep your temper, we can too. We need only go up and ask if Silky and the others are there. If they're not, we can come back straight away. Well then, we better go now, said Joe. So the tree they went and then up the ladder through the hole in the cloud they went and in to the land of tempers well it was a funny land there was such a lot of shouting and quarrelling going on, such crashing noises made by people throwing things in a rage, such a stamping and yelling. Goodness, I vote we don't stay here long, said Joe, dodging to miss a bag that someone had thrown. Look, let's ask that man over there if he's seen Silky or the others. So he asked him. But he glared at them and answered rudely. Don't come bothering me with your silly questions. Can't you see I'm in a hurry? He pushed Joe roughly and the little boy at once felt angry. He was just about to push the man roughly too when Franny whispered to him. Joe, don't lose your temper. Smile, quickly smile. So Joe made himself smile, for he knew that no one can really lose his temper when he's smiling. The man glared at him and went away. Well, I can see that it would be jolly difficult to live here without getting angry almost every minute of the day, said Joe. Hey there, do you know anything about our friends Silky, Moonface and Saucepan? The boy he was calling to stopped and put his tongue out at Joe. Yeah, he said. Do you think I'm here to answer your questions, funny face? Well, no, I don't, said Joe. But I thought perhaps you might be polite enough to help me. The boy made a lot of rude faces at all of them, and then pulled Franny's hair very sharply before he ran off. Rick and Joe felt angry because they saw the tears come into Franny's eyes. They began to run after the boy, shouting. Rick, Joe, come back, cried What's-His-Name. You're losing your tempers again. Oh, so we are, said the boys, and they stopped and made themselves look pleasant. What's-His-Name went to meet them, and as he went, two naughty little boys ran by. One put out his foot and poor old What's-His-Name tripped over it, bang, right onto his nose. The boy stood and laughed till they cried. What's-His-Name got up, his face, one big frown. I'll teach you to trip me up, he cried. Oh, smile, what's his name, smile, cried Beth. But don't look like that, you're losing your temper. Smile! And what's his name had to smile. 
but it was very, very difficult. The two bad boys ran off. The children went walking on, telling themselves they must remember whatever happened not to lose their tempers. They met a very grand-looking fellow wearing a gold chain about his shoulders. They thought he must be one of the headmen of the Land of Tempers, and nobody liked to speak to him. But suddenly, Franny called to him. Do you know where Sir Stampalot and Lady Yellowround are, she said. The haughty-looking man stopped in surprise. No, I don't he said. They have disappeared and I am very angry about it. Do you know where they are? Yes, I do, said Franny boldly. Where are they then? asked the man. I'll tell you the answer to your question if you'll answer one of mine, said Franny. Okay, very well, said the man. Have our friends Silky Moonface and Saucepan come to live here for a while? asked Franny. Certainly not, said the man. I've never heard of them. No one is allowed to live here unless they first lose their tempers and then get permission from me to take a house. And now tell me where Stampalot and Yellowround are. They've escaped from your land and are living in the faraway tree, said Franny. But they are not allowed to do that, cried the headman. How dare they? I didn't even know we were near the faraway tree. Wait till I catch them. I'll shake them till their teeth rattle. I'll scold them till they shiver like jellies. Well, that would be very nice, said Franny. Goodbye, we're going. The others joined her as she ran towards the hole in the cloud. How brave and clever you are, Franny, said Joe. I should never have thought of all that. I'm quite, quite sure that Silky and the others aren't up here. I was very afraid of that head man, said Franny. I just couldn't speak a word more to him. Hurry up, let's get back to the tree. Silky isn't here. I can't imagine where they all are. There's something very, very mysterious about it. They all climbed down the ladder to the tree, thankful to leave behind the horrible land of tempers. They went down and down to Silky's house and peeped in at the window. Lady Yellowround wasn't there. I vote we go in and have a look around, said Joe. But the door was locked and the key had been taken. Bother. Well, I'm sure I don't know what to do, said Joe. But we simply must do something. Well, hopefully the headman will either come himself or send some people to fetch those horrible, bad-tempered people who are now living in the faraway tree. But that doesn't answer where Silky, Moonface and Saucepan are. 
What do you think has happened to them? I hope they're okay. <gasps> they live in the faraway tree. The whole faraway tree is about them. They have to be okay, don't they? I think they will be. Well, maybe tomorrow we'll find out. <laughs> so, as I say, some of you will be on holiday and some of you won't be on holiday. But whatever you are doing, I hope you have the best of days. And think of me, poor me, working all day. <laughs> I need sympathy. <laughs> so, um, you have the most wonderful day. And most of all, take care and stay safe. And I will see you all tomorrow. And we'll find out if, hopefully, if Saucepan, Moonface and Silky are all okay. See you tomorrow. Bye for now.